You're listening to the Pure Football Podcast with Guillaume Balaguer in partnership with Genting Bet. Visit sports.gentingbet.com for all the latest odds and in play. And please, gamble responsibly. Hello, everyone. This is a special edition of the Pure Football Podcast. And my idea was to try to find somebody I could talk to, to try to discover the reasons why Spanish football have not got a team in the semi-finals of the Champions League for 13 years because I don't think it's by chance. And because I don't think it's by chance, I need somebody to help me understand what's behind it. So I've got with me David Martinez. Uh, hello, David. Hello, Guillem. Uh, who is, of course, has been uh, assistant manager of, uh, of top managers in the world, uh, from uh, Gran Escriba to uh, Juan Carlos Garrido. Uh, tell us a little bit, uh, David, about, about your career. Where, where, what is your situation now? Yes, uh, I started as a coach uh, very young at the Villarreal uh, Academy in the, in the youth teams. And from there, uh, I had the, the, last, the last experience uh, as a coach uh, in the first team uh, at Celta Vigo in, in La Liga. So, you obviously have been at the other side. Now, uh, you are, I know that you are analysing things uh, in detail uh, as part of the continuous learning, I imagine. So you have been keeping an eye on, on the Spanish teams in the Champions League, haven't you? Yes, of course. Uh, as you know, Guillem, uh, with the coaches, uh, when we are uh, without a team, uh, we need uh, to refresh uh, ideas. We need to, to analyze uh, different uh, leagues, uh, different clubs, uh, different uh, uh, ways of approach uh, the game. So, of course, uh, I put an eye uh, on the Champions League games. And what I realized that uh, maybe the, the Spanish teams uh, are losing a little bit uh, the capacity to compete uh, against, uh, let's say now, stronger teams than us. And, and it should be something that's worrying, but uh, if you hear the Federation, they're talking about, you know, the, the, the Spanish model is still used all over the world. Yeah, fine. But what is it that we're doing inside uh, in Spain to actually uh, develop it? And there is no much answer to that. Obviously, La Liga are a product uh, and as such they're defending that, that there's the best league in the world and etc. But what, what I'm perceiving, what I'm seeing, and we're going to go into detail in this, is as you say, we are unable to compete at the highest level. Uh, let's remind everyone that Real Madrid was knocked out by Manchester City that was superior in most of, the, uh, of both games. Uh, that uh, Barcelona, well, we don't need to remind everybody of that one. Everybody knows that Barcelona was killed by Bayern Munich A2. And Atletico Madrid, surprisingly, because a lot of us thought that they would go a long way. Well, again, they were beaten by the third team uh, out of the, we mentioned two already, City and uh, uh, City and Bayern. The third team that actually applies things that are related to modern football. Tactical discipline, of course, but mostly a lot of physicality, but not like it used to be before in terms of you don't need to be you know, two meters high, six foot ten, but that uh, you run a lot and you run constantly and you run cleverly, pressure high, etc. A lot of things that, that are related to modern football and not so much um, to Spanish teams anymore. Perhaps started uh, with Spanish teams, but that's not what we're doing anymore. So do you agree that that's the first thing to say, that the rivals that the Spanish teams have faced and failed to beat, uh, City, uh, Leipzig, and, uh, and Bayern Munich represent modern football. They are a step ahead of us. 
First of all, in my opinion, Guillem, we should, uh, we should distinguish uh, between performance and result, you know, because uh, sometimes uh, result doesn't reflect uh, your performance. Uh, because uh, sometimes uh, the players, of course, they are human beings, they make mistakes and they have to learn from it. But uh, from the collective uh, perspective, uh, is uh, what you have uh, to work on as a coach. So, what I realized uh, watching all the games is that the football has evolved a lot. Uh, it uh, implies that you have to adapt uh, your, uh, your ideas because it evolves uh, very fast. And you have to mix uh, because, uh, in my opinion, to be competitive uh, with your team, you need uh, to have a great uh, variability on your tactics uh, to, to be able to adapt to different registers if you want to be competitive uh, because uh, the, the game itself uh, dictates uh, what you have to implement. Sometimes you have to defend, sometimes you have to attack. Uh, it uh, belongs to the game, so you cannot separate uh, both phases. So it's about uh, you know understanding what's going on. And uh, some of the clubs and some of the countries, they realize maybe uh, earlier than us uh, that situation. For example, uh, uh, I have knowledge that uh, in the German uh, Federation, they understood they need uh, a change. They send the uh, people uh, to different countries uh, to, to collect the information, to adapt to their style and create their own identity. Maybe we are in this phase now. It sounds like we need something and, and we'll get into that in a minute. But let's, let's look first at what is missing. You say that in Germany, they looked at, uh, at a failure uh, at the international level and then decided to actually create an identity based on their own ideas, but based on, on ideas that were out there already. So they, 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 uh, they were influenced by what was happening in Spain. When we talk about a Spanish style, that's something that I think it has affected everything. But at what point did you feel that football was getting away from us? Uh, what is it that we're not doing that everybody else is doing? Uh, I have no doubt that the Spanish coach is one of the most uh, recognized coaches uh, in the world because of uh, our knowledge of the game. But uh, we cannot discuss uh, as well that uh, football has evolved. Uh, football now is faster and stronger than ever. And uh, maybe uh, we have to adapt uh, our way to approach the games. Because uh, now, in my opinion, big spaces uh, you know, are prevailing over uh, the small spaces. Normally, uh, the Spanish... What do you mean uh, by that? What, what do you mean by that? It's much more difficult, uh, you know, to attack small spaces like uh, Man City is doing or uh, FC Barcelona or uh, these big clubs. Uh, normally, they attack uh, teams that are defending in uh, low blocks. So it means that uh, you need uh, players from uh, different profiles, uh, you know, to, to attack the spaces, uh, to play positional game. Because, in my opinion, there is a big uh, confusion uh, on uh, positional game uh, concepts. Because for me, it's not about the uh, positional attack; it's about uh, how we call in in, in Spanish uh, "juego de ubicación." That means that uh, it's more important the, the, the roles of uh, or of the players and the capacity of the players more than the position itself. So. When, uh, when these big clubs are attacking small spaces, uh, they are having difficulties uh, to, to find the right spaces to, you know, to, to be vertical and to attack the, the goal of, of the opponent. So it means that uh, now the, the clubs, they have much more information to prepare the games. Uh, the, the players, 
they are much more prepared. They are athletes uh, at the end. So they are able to cope with the demands of the game. So it's not now uh, a surprise for them. And they have information, they prepare the games. Uh, with the talent, it's not enough. Or do work uh, uh, from the physical point of view, or uh, it's not enough uh, to, to beat the opponent. So then you have to aim to create big spaces. And to do that, you do it via quick transitions. Uh, it is the only way, by, by pace. And pace has become the biggest attribute of modern football, isn't it? Pace in the decision, pace in the movement, pace of the player when one is able to beat uh, all the players. It's, 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 it's the key now, isn't it? Yes, of course. Uh, you can see the results, uh, the, the big leagues. Are uh, you know the the, the winner clubs uh, are uh, the the clubs that uh, they approach is on uh, transition uh, aspects. Let's say Liverpool in, in England, uh, Bayern Munich. Uh, they they manage uh, almost. Uh, they are able to cope uh, with the demands of the game through different perspectives. You know uh, Bayern Munich, but in Spain, for example, Real Madrid. So it's not a coincidence uh, that the the winner clubs now are. Uh, transition clubs. So if, um, if we are saying that pace is everything, what does that leave to technical ability? Not so much the talent, because talent will always be necessary, but uh, pace has to come next to the technical ability to actually do that pass quickly, uh, pick the ball quickly, make a decision quickly. Uh, it feels like teams like RB Leipzig and Bayern Munich and even Atalanta, uh, they actually do it uh, by obviously by believing that that's the next step, by a training as well. They completely drilled to play this way, aren't they? And this is not by chance that happens. For me, it's more about energy in the game uh, because it means that uh, all the all your uh, players are uh, you know are in disposition to get the ball uh, to attack the, 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 the opponent. It's about mentality as well. Uh, mm -hmm. because uh, the winner mentality, you have to build it uh, from uh, every single session. So now it's about uh, the teams that uh, are in a low, in a low pace. Uh, they have uh, big difficulties uh, to, to beat the, the opponents because uh, now the, the, the teams, uh, they defend well, they are well organized, they have much more information than in the past. So it's not uh, the difference doesn't come from the information, it comes from, from the rhythm of the game. So you, you believe that the fact that there are no Spanish teams in the, in the semi-finals is not by chance, that there is a, a transition that is taking place, that our era, if you like, is over. By the way, that's, that's life, isn't it? You've said football comes in cycles. Uh, but do you also believe that that's the case, that is over our era and we have to change? For me, it's not a, a fashion. For me, it's a, a reality. Uh, but uh, we have the responsibility to 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 cut uh, the distances uh, with those teams that uh, are qualifying now uh, as a, as a Spanish coaches. Uh, but you know the results doesn't come alone from from the games. It comes from the training process as well. Uh, you, me as a coach, uh, I value a lot uh, the, the training process because it's where uh, you build the culture of of, of your of your team, and uh, it reflects uh, your team in in the games. So what I see is that the Spanish clubs uh, are not evolving uh, enough in this, in this aspect because uh, we believe uh, our way 
to approach the game is the unique way and maybe it's a big mistake. So we have to, to reflect on that. We have to be humble enough, uh, you know, to renew our mentality, our approach, because the game uh, dictates uh, what, uh, what is demanded. So is it a classic uh, case of we won so much that uh, we stopped doing the things that made us win? Or it, we won a lot, but it did, we didn't have evolved, caught up on us, and they are ahead of us. Which one is it? They, have we stopped doing the things that made us win? Or has football changed so much and we're just now behind? In my opinion, we are still doing uh, things that uh, made us uh, winners, but it's not enough now. So we have to increase uh, your variability on, uh, on, on your tactics because uh, other, other, otherwise uh, you will not uh, be competitive anymore. There is people that would say that, uh, and I'm going to be devil's advocate here, that, uh, look, we are actually taking conclusions on the back of, of, uh, of the Champions League, which, by the way, has become a more unpredictable competition than ever because there's only one game played from the quarterfinals. Uh, isn't that too much? To, um, to come out to those conclusions. But do you feel that uh, there is more than, 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 than that, that actually the Champions League has reflected the situation we're in? What, what, I, what I reflect uh, in, those, uh, in this line, what I see is that the, the, the German coaches, uh, you know, now they are at the top of the game. Uh, you can see three... Uh, German coaches now in the semi-finals, uh, so it's not uh, it's not a coincidence because uh, you know they are modern coaches. They implement technology in the training sessions. They analyze every single detail, uh, so it means a lot. Uh, I have uh, I had the, the chance to meet uh, Julian Nagelsmann in Barcelona a time ago, and uh, you know this 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 type of coaches. Uh, me as a coach, uh, as a young coach, uh, I. I identify myself uh, with them a lot, but uh, you know, you know what they, they said to me that uh, in Germany they have different approach. Maybe the owners uh, they trust uh, more uh, about capacity instead of experience because experience you will get, you will get it. But if you have the knowledge, the bravery, uh, uh, you know, the energy to lead a team, uh, it's your chance. Uh, it doesn't, it doesn't uh, happen uh, normally in the rest of the countries. So. Maybe it's a, a turning point for everybody to reflect, you know, to give opportunities to, to new coaches uh, because uh, we have to, to, to step ahead. You cannot say that you met Nagelsmann in Barcelona and leave it at that. You have to tell us everything about it. So how was it that you met him and what did you talk about him? What did you learn from him? I met him uh, throughout the Barca Innovation Hub because they organize... Uh, a symposium, football symposium, and you know, you meet uh, many coaches from all around the world because uh, you know they invited uh, coaches from different uh, uh, profiles, from different countries, uh, where they approach the game differently. You know, to, to mix ideas, which uh, I really, I really appreciate it because uh, you know, with uh, this type of conversations, you realize that the, there is football in anywhere. So. Um, talking about uh, Julian was about uh, the game itself, uh, how how he approached uh, the game from different perspectives. Because uh, he explained to me that uh, he has to adapt to the demands of the game during the game, so uh, his team uh, should be able, uh, you know, uh, to prepare the, the the capacity from the collective and the individual perspective 
to attack small spaces, to attack big spaces, to defend uh, low, to defend in mid block, to defend high, high up uh, the pitch. So it's not a coincidence he's implementing now, but he was implementing the ad hoc game uh, in the past. So it invite us uh, to maybe to, to follow uh, that type of uh, approaches. I don't know if he shared with you that uh, he has been influenced, no doubt, by Pep Guardiola. So has Tuchel at PSG. Flick as well talks about Barcelona and how he changed the mentality uh, of, of many coaches. So, again, that's life, isn't it? We, 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 we developed this coach who learns from everyone. He becomes successful, goes to Germany, goes to England, affects what's happening there. Uh, they all learn from it. But then the disciples, the pupils, the students become uh, as good as the manager or at least uh, create teams that can compete with, uh, with, with anyone. Did he tell you much about uh, the influence of Pep Guardiola or do you feel that, uh, that that's, as I've described, that's what's happened? Uh, the influence of Pep has been, has been universal. No, I didn't, I didn't speak about it. But uh, of course, I understand uh, that one of... His uh, references is uh, Pep Guardiola, of course, like uh, the rest of the coaches, because uh, the innovators are always uh, welcome uh, to, to the game. So it's normal. Uh, I, I remember one phrase from uh, Pep Guardiola saying that uh, we are uh, thieves. We copy ideas from different, uh, from different uh, coaches, uh, from different managers, and it's true. Uh, Nothing happens if you copy an idea, but you have to, to make uh, this idea uh, on your own. And you have to create uh, your own identity because uh, what I realized from my experience as a coach is that uh, we depend a lot of the talent we have. Uh, you can have uh, many ideas, uh, you know, you can have uh, many strategies, but at the end, uh, the ones that implement the ideas are the players. You have uh, quality players and you have the capacity to convince them uh, throughout uh, a coherent uh, message to them, they understand and they implement, this is the most uh, uh, interesting thing for you as a coach. So it's a matter of convincing your players. Talent is everything. Uh, as you say, copy from everyone, uh, stealing from everyone is what you all do, uh, but it's not copy and paste, is it? It's just actually copying and then adapting to what you have on one hand, and your own experience, and then, as you say, making it, making it your own. Uh, before I go back to, um, to Spanish football and, and what we can learn from what's happening, uh, let's stay with Pep Guardiola for a second. Did you watch the, uh, the Manchester City game? Uh, yes, of course. Lyon had a physical team with a clear idea of what they wanted to do, uh, which was similar to what they did against, against Juventus. The reaction to the result, and you were talking about performances and results, and the difference uh, is, is, can be huge sometimes. Uh, the performance and the result of Bayern Munich against Barcelona is excellent. Uh, I do feel that the performance and the result, what happened in the City Lyon, is something that um, can be argued. It's not, it's not the same, as in uh, City were penalised by mistakes, even though they created the conditions to win the game. I don't know if you agree with me. Yes, of course. Uh, you know, uh, at the end, uh, the winner teams are the strong teams uh, in the boxes. If you make mistakes in both boxes, uh, you don't have chance uh, to win the game. With uh, you know, it's, it doesn't matter the, the opponent. 
if you are not uh, clinical in the boxes, uh, you have no chance. That's a very, very good point, and that's how, it, uh, how City uh, hasn't been able to go to the next level because they were not strong in both boxes, especially in this competition. But the uh, all the accusation that has been thrown to uh, to Pep Guardiola has been that uh, he he tinkers too much. This is in in, in England, uh, and you know this in the UK. Tinkering is um, is used negatively uh, for somebody that tries to do things differently, um, and it's used against this person, especially if he loses a game. But. I will tell you what's behind the decision of Pep Guardiola to play the way he did with three at the back, which is not usual. And he had trained for three days. They played it before, but he trained the three days before the game. And it was down to those mistakes. If you have a team that uh, it's bound to make mistakes, that you have seen in the past that that's what's happened. Uh, remember two mistakes of Laporte against Spurs. Uh, remember how Son in the first leg against Spurs was not defended properly after a throw-in. Uh, the mistakes against Monaco that affects how you think of your own team and if you think that actually uh, mistakes are going to be are going to take place you try to protect yourself so he didn't come out as uh, adventurous as he would have done if he had a team that he knew would be effective uh, in both boxes defending and attacking but perhaps he feels that that's not the case do you understand that uh, that approach to uh, to the games in a quarterfinal in which you are favourite? It's normal you want to, to protect with a, an additional player uh, to, to the back because you don't want to repeat the, the mistakes. But uh, he changed uh, the dynamic of, of uh, the game again uh, with uh, the substitution of, of uh, Fernandinho. So uh, he tried to, to change the dynamic of the game because uh, he, usually, he usually does. Yeah, he went back to 4-3-3. And despite all that, the last five moves in the game, there was four mistakes by his, by his players and one mistake by the referee, in my eyes. I think in CTS as well. Uh, it should have been given a foul to Laporte and perhaps even an offside before the, uh, the second goal. But uh, in any case, uh, when it happens a lot, and it has happened to Manchester City, uh, they fall in... They haven't gone past the quarterfinals in four years. It suggests that perhaps there is something else missing there. What, what do you think? Probably, probably, but it's a process. Uh, you know, it's a medium-long-term uh, uh, project at Man City. They are very young players, especially at the back. So you have to be patient uh, with them. And this type of uh, situations, context uh, for them, uh, they will they will make them uh, stronger uh, for sure for, for the next uh, time they, they face uh, this type of games. Let's go back to, uh, to Spain because you were talking about being humble and, uh, and accepting that, the, uh, that we are now behind. Do you think we are in a position to be humble? Do you, do you sense that is that idea that uh, we have to change uh, all around the place in Spain? I don't know if we are in a position, but we must be <laughs> in this position if we want to to evolve uh, our game. For sure, uh, we are doing many good things, but uh, we have to add another things uh, to make uh, our process uh, more complete, to be to be able to compete uh, from uh, against uh, the stronger teams uh, in Europe. Otherwise, uh, we will not uh, uh, be in the semifinals uh, anymore for, for a long time. But at the same time, those that have to apply those changes are those that have won in the past. 
and the hardest thing is to admit that you are not at the forefront, at the vanguard, that you are doing, not doing things well. I'm thinking of Simeone and Zinedine Zidane, even though he's a young coach, he's, he's won in, in, a, in a way which is based himself on, on talent, putting a lot of talent that has been bought and that cannot be bought anymore because now Real Madrid uh, don't have the money to challenge City or PSG for players. Uh, and at Barcelona, there is a suggestion that perhaps uh, you could have a Koeman coming in for a year before the elections. So those are the three, our three representatives uh, in the Champions League and Lopetegui being the fourth one, one that seems to look a more modern or look for a more modern approach. I don't know if, if you agree. So two questions. One, do you think those winners uh, can change? And do you think that Lopetegui is, uh, is, is, has reached that agreement that, that football is more physical and needs the pace? I remember when uh, I was at Celta Vigo in La Liga and we had to play against uh, Sevilla and we realized that uh, this team is different. They compete uh, from a different approach. They approach the games differently because they try to build from the back uh, with clarity to get advantage of the first uh, sequences of passes and they accelerate uh, the game in the final serve. So it makes them a very unpredictable uh, team and uh, I realized that they, they understood from their experience uh, competing at European level that to compete at the European level, let's say, they need the athletes, they need the players uh, physically ready to, to cope with the demands of the game. Uh, so from that uh, point of view, uh, it's really tough team to play against. Uh, and I give them a lot of credit uh, against uh, Man United. Of course, it's going to be very tough uh, for both of them, but uh, this team competes uh, very well. It's like, uh, let's say, the modern, the modern approach uh, maybe in Spain, because uh, they are mixing so many aspects uh, of the game during the same game. In fact, we are talking uh, hours before uh, Sevilla-Manchester United meeting the semi-finals. Maybe some of you will hear this afterwards, but in any case, the same points apply. Uh, Lopetegui's team is a team that actually plays, if you like, the modern way. They, they are, in Spain, one of the few teams, I think, that apply physicality and pace uh, and, uh, and constant pressure for us. Their, their energy allows them, which has given them a, a success. And I think there is room for improvement. I think Lopetegui can still uh, get the team to, to play better, uh, but managed to get into the Champions League. So let's see if that applies also for next season. But how about the, the other two? How about Simeone and Zidane, Real Madrid, Atletico Madrid, and maybe even Barcelona, whoever takes charge? Do you think that there are teams able to, to change, to get closer to how football is played these days? For me, the clubs uh, must decide if uh, they want uh, sustainable uh, development or they want uh, immediacy to get results. For me, it's uh, the key question they, they should ask uh, themselves as a clubs. Because if you are looking for uh, a short term, maybe you have to hire different coach that uh, if you are looking for uh, medium long term. Because in my opinion, uh, what is the most uh, positive aspect uh, as a club is to have uh, identity. If you want to keep uh, your identity, uh, you need uh, to select uh, correctly both uh, the coach and the profile of the players. Uh, do you feel that the, um, you see La Liga and what you see is, um, is coaches that are still very well prepared? There's no doubt that that's the case. 
but they have to play with players that haven't got the highest quality. I'm thinking of, I mean, Getafe, how they've done what they've done. It's like unbelievable. Um, but throughout the um, throughout La Liga, you see less quality than it was. You talk about the importance of quality, that is always still important. You collectively you can do very well, but you need still players that that beat that defender, that that makes something happen. Why do you think they has the, the, the quality of of, uh, of players in La Liga have, have diminished in recent times? I don't think, honestly, Guillem, uh, the quality of the players in La Liga have diminished. Because uh, maybe it's the approach to the game that uh, is putting us uh, away from, from the positive results uh, at the European level. Because uh, we as a coaches, we aspire to, to prepare our teams to compete uh, against any team, uh, at least in the world, to be competitive. It requires a big spectrum uh, of uh, elements to play. So it, uh, it demands uh, a lot from the coach uh, to give the right tools uh, to your players uh, to identify the, during the game uh, the, the, the context uh, to, to, to overcome uh, this, the difficulties you know, the, during the game. It comes from mixing uh, profile of the players because if you have the same profile of the players, uh, at some point you will not be able uh, to, to act as uh, the game demands. Okay, let's argue about this one because I think the quality of the players have diminished. Uh, look at the strikers, for instance. Barcelona have got a 33-year-old Luis Suarez who hasn't scored in five years away in the Champions League. Well, he did do, if you can, this neutral ground. Uh, he did do against uh, Bayern Munich. Uh, but before that, hadn't scored in five years away. Uh, you look at Real Madrid and they've got Jovic as the second striker. You look at Atletico Madrid and they've got an old Diego Costa as the main striker. You look at Sevilla and they've got the young. It's not Canute, it's not Luis Fabiano. Uh, you look at, uh, you know, you go down and, and you still, I think, they're not the quality that we had that allowed us to succeed both in the Europa League and in the Champions League. My interpretation of it is that uh, financially we, we are becoming a little bit hamstrung. That there are, in Italy you can go and get... Uh, your wages cut only 25, 24%, taxes only take 24%, 25%, while in Spain it's 51%. So there's more and more players going to Italy. Plus, the paradise of the Champions League that pays more than anybody is also attracting quality. There's been a point in recent times that there were 30-odd Spanish players in the Premier League, 30-odd. When I remember, there was a time when it was Kike de Lucas and, and Albert Ferreira and Jordi Cruyff. So it is difficult to attract the biggest qualities, and the wages are not the highest. Those are the two things that uh, made me think that uh, at the highest level, you still got quality, but not as much as you had. At the middle level, you cannot get the players that you used to have that were good. You have to risk a lot uh, to get certain players and see that, you know, hope that they work because they go somewhere else now. Um, and that's the material in my eyes that uh, the likes of, uh, I don't know, Bordalas has to, has to play and succeed with. So that is something difficult to change, a, a dynamic that uh, I don't see changing in, 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 in recent times. So maybe instead of looking out for players, maybe we just go back to 2008 and looking inside our, our academies, no? looking at the young players, hope that the generation of, uh, of Ansu Fati, because now the other Spanish could play of a 20, Ferran has gone to Manchester City. So hope that we gave chances to young players. You could be 
Do you think that could be one of the solutions for us to regain some competitiveness at the European level? Yes, no doubt. I mean, in my opinion, the clubs uh, should increase, uh, you know, uh, uh, the, the confidence uh, on this type of players, in the young players, because uh, it's uh, the, the main active uh, for the club. And uh, there is no doubt that the money affects uh, the budgets uh, of the clubs now uh, don't allow uh, to sign the, the biggest stars uh, in, the, in the game. And maybe it affects uh, to the individual performance. That's why maybe uh, now as a coach uh, you have to prepare your team from the collective uh, point of view. It means that uh, you have to, to prepare your squad uh, from different perspectives. And uh, you have to implement uh, from uh, the groupal uh, point of view. You have to be competitive throughout the, the group. Maybe not now from the individual talent, because now maybe you don't have the capacity to sign the, the real differential players uh, in the world. So finally, you think that the, uh, the Spanish coaches are still some of the best prepared in, in, in the world and, and they've just been affected by that, the lack of uh, identity of some clubs, the lack of money. And, uh, and, and in some cases as well, uh, the lack of bravery from, from the owners to allow them to, to grow. Do you think that, that, but they're still prepared, aren't they? Maybe it sounds a bit uh, arrogant, but uh, honestly, I think the Spanish coach is, uh, is uh, at the top of the game. The, we are highly respected. This is what I feel. Uh, but of course, uh, many countries, they are doing uh, many good things. And maybe it's the time uh, to reflect, to add, uh, new aspects uh, to the game to make our game uh, more complete to be competitive again So when you say that uh, and we both agree that, that we have to be more humble and, and approach uh, the game in a different way who are you talking to? Are you talking about the, uh, the coaches or the clubs or the directors of football or the presidents or the players who, 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 sh who should be more humble? In my opinion it's a shared responsibility it's a responsibility of uh, everybody involved uh, in the industry uh, let's say uh, the club, uh, the coaches, the players, we have to take responsibility on uh, our uh, specific tasks. And from there, we have to build uh, a new generation, uh, both from players uh, to, to the coaches. And that's a good message to uh, leave the conversation with. Uh, we do have to learn, we do have to be humble. Uh, and that's, by the way, what, what took us to the top. So we have to do it again. That's life. And that's what learning is about. David, it's been a pleasure and, uh, and I hope to have you back here in the podcast and in the, uh, in the YouTube channel. Thank you for inviting me, Guillaume. My pleasure. This episode of Pure Football was brought to you by Guillaume Balaguer and our podcast partner, Genting Bet. Visit sports.gentingbet.com for the latest odds on a wide range of sports, including, of course, football. And please, gamble responsibly. <laughs>